1: grew up in a little town in Mississippi, Long Beach, Mississippi, and my parents uh, sent me to St. Thomas Catholic School and Church. Of course, when I was a little baby and totally unaware, they took me to the priest, and as a little baby, the priest gave me the Roman Catholic baptism, supposedly washing away my original sin and justifying me before God. And then I went through all the sacraments of the church, uh, communion as a young boy, and then confirmation at around twelve and studied the catechism memorized all the prayers i can still remember many of those prayers went through all the ritual the sacraments and the confession every week to the priest confessing your sins for the for the last week and then the priest would send you to the altar to say ten hail marys or three our fathers and it was giving me penance instead of bible repentance In all those young years there was just the emptiness of dead ritual and ceremony and sacramentalism. I never came to know the Lord Jesus of the Bible. It was not until 29 years old that I truly came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I left the Roman Catholic Church as as soon as my parents stopped making me go because there was nothing but emptiness and ceremony. And I went into rock music and modern jazz music, played all over the eastern half of the United States with many rock and jazz fusion groups, and live the whole life that goes with that, looking in the things of the world, drugs and alcohol and music and sexual promiscuity. But they left me just as empty as Roman Catholicism did. But I thank God that 18 years ago, one night at 3 o'clock in the morning in New Orleans, Louisiana, two years after my wife had been converted to the Lord Jesus Christ, she was praying for me, people at her church were praying for me, and one that night I came home and heard on television the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace alone, through faith alone in Christ alone. And God showed me over those two nights that I was lost, I was bankrupt. He planted in me a holy mourning over my sinfulness. He began to break my self-centered will and He planted in me a hunger and thirst for something I began to realize I did not have and I desperately needed. A right standing with this holy God. All the ritual of Roman Catholicism couldn't make me right with God. The infant baptism couldn't make me right with God. All the sacraments couldn't make me right with God because they were me trying to work my way to God. Me looking to man's religion, to try to make myself justified right with God. But thank the Lord that night, in the middle of the night, God gave me the gift of repentance. He gave me the gift of saving faith. The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves. It, even the faith to believe, is a gift from God, not of human works. God graced me with the gift, the dual gifts of repentance and faith. And I turned from my way, turned from all the things I was relying on and trusting in, and I turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that night I committed my life to Him, and trusted in what He did for me at the cross, what I could not do for myself. He paid the wages of my sin, and that night I was gloriously saved by the grace of God. God delivered me from alcoholism that night, made me a new creation in Christ, and gave me something that religion, that possessions, the drugs, that alcohol, that the music business couldn't give. He gave me an intimate personal love relationship with my Lord Jesus and justified me by the grace of God. And now I stand before this holy God justified, just as if I had never sinned before by the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I grew up in the the religion of Roman Catholicism, I believed a number of things that later on I found out to be lies, to be nothing but false religion. I was taught that as a baby, I'm baptized, and because of that infant baptism, that I'm justified, I'm right with God. But of course, the Bible says you must repent and then be baptized for the remission of sin. The first two messages at Pentecost, Peter talked about repentance for conversion to Christ. In the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul is uh, defending his character, his ministry against the attack of the Judaizers. They were creeping into the church at Corinth and they were teaching what Paul calls another gospel, another Christ. They taught Jesus plus circumcision, Jesus plus the Sabbath, Jesus plus the feast days, Jesus plus all the old ceremonial law, and what they were doing, they were going back into the types and the shadows and the pictures of the Old Covenant, which were, had already been fulfilled in the Lord Jesus. And Paul said they were preaching a false gospel, a counterfeit Christ. And that's exactly what I have began to realize in Roman Catholicism, that I was involved in another gospel, another Christ that is not the Christ of the New Testament at all. The Roman Catholic Church is the Judaizers of today. They preach another gospel, another Christ. It is a work salvation, man going through ceremony and sacraments to justify himself before God. It's Jesus plus infant baptism, Jesus plus communions, Jesus plus confirmation, Jesus plus all the sacramental ceremonial system of the Roman Catholic Church all the way from infant baptism to supposedly justify the catholic before god and as they keep all the sacraments of the church keeping what happened at baptism which was nothing uh, through the communion the confirmation and the confession to the priest and doing penance instead of what instead of repenting from your sins as the bible commands us to do and then even near death are given the last rites and They would tell you most of them go off to purgatory to purge other sins. You see, precious friends, all of this is another Christ. It's another gospel. It is man inventing a sacramental ceremonial system to try to reach God. As a full-time evangelist, God's given me the privilege to go outside of the United States 66 times in the last 14 years many of them to Latin American countries as well as uh, Romania and Russia and Mozambique and many many other countries and it's kind of peculiar that at the same time some of our uh, evangelical leaders would be attempting to sign pacts with the Roman Catholic Church that on the mission field in many places I've been there's been much persecution to genuine born-again believers coming from Roman Catholicism as well as the Orthodox Church. I'll never forget being in the cities uh, all over El Salvador and Honduras preaching the gospel of grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone, preaching in the streets and markets and many times we'll have Roman Catholic priests come up and start yelling at us and wanting to attack us and trying to rouse their uh, Catholic community to come against us on mission field uh, endeavors. All the while while we're attempting to sign pacts with Catholics here in America. I'll never forget the story of a precious uh, husband and wife that, uh, in Romania, Second Baptist of Aradia, Romania, the largest church, Protestant church of any denomination in Europe. And God had led them to uh, plant a church in an Orthodox village with 3,000 Orthodox people, no born-again believers in the Lord Jesus. God had given them a little farming wagon to do some farming with and... They went out trusting the Lord to meet their needs in this village. They bought a little piece of property, built a little shack there, and were living on fifty dollars a month. And their heart was to win people to a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the Orthodox priest didn't like that. Matter of fact, he hated that. And he put up before the men from the Orthodox church, he he got them to go over to this man and his wife's little home while they were gone with axes and he gave them orders to chop that wagon to pieces and then work on the house. And the man and wife were out somewhere, those four Orthodox men came to their little home with their axes and they destroyed that wagon and they were beginning to work on the house when the Christian man and his wife walked up and caught them in the act in Romania. And in Romania if somebody's destroying your property you have the right to shoot them on sight. And when the Christian man and his wife saw those four Orthodox men destroying their property, the man uh, hollered out to his uh, wife. He said, honey, go inside quick and fix some hot tea and hot soup. These men have been working hard all afternoon. They need some refreshments. Well, she went in and fixed the hot tea and hot soup. And do you know those four Orthodox men came inside they drank that tea and they ate that soup and two hours later all four of them fell on their face and surrendered their life to the lord jesus christ there's a protestant church in that village now with 300 baptized believers in the lord jesus where there was none before god's doing a great work in orthodox and roman catholic predominant countries But those born-again followers of Jesus, when they truly preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, they will face persecution, and they'll face it from Roman Catholicism and the Orthodox Church. As I was raised in the Roman Catholic religion, I was taught that Mary was a co-redeemer, that she lived a sinless life also, and that she ascended into heaven also, that she was not a sinner. But the Bible clearly teaches us that Mary was a sinner and needed a Savior, just like all of us. God sovereignly chose Mary to plant that precious holy seed uh, that in the womb of Mary by the Holy Spirit that would become our Lord Jesus Christ as the God-man. But Mary was a sinner who needed a Savior just like you and I. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Well, you say, yes, we know all have sinned, all except Mary. Well, would you say today that a sinner needs a savior? Sinless people don't need saviors. Only a sinner would need a savior. And do you know that Mary testifies that she's a sinner in need of a savior? Right in Luke chapter 1 and verse 46. Listen to these verses. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Friends, only a sinner needs a Savior. Mary was a chosen vessel in whom that holy seed was placed, but she was in need of redemption, just like you and I. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that is the God-man, the Holy One the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. In my many uh, trips overseas and missionary uh, journeys and uh, evangelistic crusades, I find that America is the only country where Roman Catholics and Protestants, certain Protestants, are trying to come together as one. In all the other nations I've uh, been in, the uh, true believers are enemies of the Roman Catholic Church, and they aggressively uh, attack any true Christian ministry on foreign mission fields. And I believe the issue today, why the main issue, why certain Protestants or Catholics are attempting to come together, they're trying to come together on social issues because they're trying to affect spiritual change using physical means. What we've done in much of the evangelical church today is that we are protesting sinners sinning. We go to these clinics and these uh, different things protesting sinners sinning. That's all a sinner can do is sin. A person who's never met Jesus Christ is spiritually dead. He's walking according to the course of this world. He's under the command of Satan. He doesn't even know it. He's conducting his life according to his own fleshly desires. He's by nature an object of the wrath of God. And all a sinner can do is sin. And we have left God's means for spiritual change, and we're trying to use our own means. We're protesting instead of going to people with a compassion, with a love, with a broken heart, prayerfully, and sharing the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the only thing that can transform that sinner into a saint. Let me give you an example. I I, I spend a lot of time in the state of Alabama, and in Alabama, Talladega, Alabama, we have the Alabama State School for the Deaf and Blind. Now, just use your imagination, and let's just say, for instance, that I was born deaf and blind. And I have all these symptoms in my life because I'm deaf and blind. But one day I hear about a great physician, and I meet this great physician, and he gives me sight. He opens my ears and opens my eyes, opens my eyes, and all of a sudden, I can see what I could never see before. I could hear what I could never hear before. And all the symptoms of my blindness and deafness begin to fade away. Well, friend, do you think the first thing I'd do would be go down to Walmart and buy a big poster and and write some protesting remarks on that poster and go stand outside of the Talladega School for Deaf and Blind and protest the other people being deaf and blind? That's foolishness. I'd go to those other deaf and blind people and share with them the precious news about the great physician that gave me sight and hearing. And I'm afraid in America that the root cause for this coming together with the false gospel of Roman Catholicism is because we're trying to do God's work man's way. We're trying to Uh, have spiritual change in people's lives but we're trying to use physical means, the physical means of protest instead of the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus and passionate persevering prayers of the people of Jesus. Uh, The ECT document is a dangerous trend going on in our country because it is people who say they're walking in the light and they're holding hands coming together with people who are still walking in the darkness of a works religion and it is very dangerous to our country and again i say it's just a symptom of the problem the problem is that we're trying to do god's work man's way the only hope for america the only hope for each individual soul in america is that individual person would come face to face with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not going to protest this country into an awakening. We need to pray passionate, persevering prayers for the people that God has sovereignly brought within the sphere of the influence of our lives. We need to pray for their souls and we need to pray God would open the doors for us to go to them and share with them the life-changing, life-transforming truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Holding hands with false religions is not the answer in America. The answer in America is that would God raise up an army of people who would do God's work, God's way, for God's glory. Uh, Through this video, you've heard a lot about the counterfeit gospel, the counterfeit Christ. But who is the true Lord Jesus Christ? What is his gospel according to the word of God? Well, friend, the first thing you need to know is that Jesus Christ is God made manifest in the flesh. He's not just a great moral teacher. He's not just another world religious leader. He is God made manifest in the flesh. You remember when Moses came to Jehovah God and he asked Jehovah God, When I take the children of Israel out of Egypt, God, what shall I tell them is your name? And Jehovah God said, Tell them, I am sent you Jesus stood in John chapter 8 and he said before Abraham ever existed I am he said I am the light of the world I am the bread of life I am the resurrection and the life I am the way the truth and the life and friend Jesus said if you do not believe that I am you will die in your sins Jesus is God, but not only that, because Jesus Christ is the second person of the Godhead, Jesus is holy. He is holy, harmless, undefiled. He was tempted as a man in all points like we are, yet without sin. And because he's holy, he hates sin. Because he's holy, he must judge sin. Because He's holy, His holy wrath abides over every person who's not truly committed their life to the Jesus of the Gospels. Well, you say, Ed, what is sin? friend? sin is going your own way. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all gone our own way. It may be a very moral way. It may even be a religious way. But if it's not Jesus' way, it's your way. You see, you're living your life seven days a week, either living to please the Lord Jesus because you've come into an intimate, personal love relationship with the Jesus of the Gospels, or you're living your life to please yourself. And you can be living a very moral life and be doing it all to please yourself. You can be living a very religious life, going through all the sacraments and the ritual and be doing it all to please yourself. But the Bible says sin is going your way. We've all gone astray. We've all gone our own way. All have sinned and come short of the perfect glory of God. What is that, Brother Ed? That is the perfect life that Jesus lived while he was on this earth. He lived a perfect, sinless life. And if we, any of us would compare ourselves to his life, from Billy Graham to Mother Teresa, we'd all fall far short of the perfect glory of the life of the Lord Jesus. So all of us are sinners. And there is only one acceptable Savior for sinners. The Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other name, but the name of who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the only way, the only truth, the only life. No man can come to God the Father unless he comes through the Lord Jesus, God the Son. But there's something else you need to know. Not only is Jesus the only Savior, Jesus Christ is Lord. God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And friends, if Jesus has never been your Lord, he's not your Savior. He doesn't come in as Savior to have fire insurance from hell and then Lord later on. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. You see, Jesus is Lord. And because he's Lord, he has terms to a genuine, saving relationship with him. You say, Ed, what are those terms? Well, one of those terms is repentance. The Bible mentions repentance 640 times. Jesus said, unless you repent, you will eternally perish in hell. You notice he did not say, unless you do penance. He said, unless you repent you will eternally perish. The Bible says in Acts 17 30 that God commands all men everywhere to repent. What does that mean, repent? Brother Ed, let me illustrate it for you and see if I can illustrate what repentance is. Let's say I'm driving down the interstate one night and I see someone standing alongside the road and I pull over and in the revelation of God, I realize that it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And I think to myself, oh, I've heard how Jesus loves sinners like me and how he went to a cross to die for sinners like me. Oh, I'd love for him to ride with me. So I pull my vehicle over and think about it. Jesus himself comes up to the front of my car. But when he comes up to the front of my vehicle, he doesn't come around to the passenger side like a normal hitchhiker. He comes around to the driver's side. I roll down the window and say, oh, Lord Jesus, I'd love for you to ride with me. You know what he'd say, Ed? Ed? I'd love to ride with you. But if I ride with you, you're going to have to move over. I'm driving this car. And by the way, Ed, I'm turning this car around. We're going in another direction than you've been going. Friend, that's repentance. When you're willing to turn from your way, turn from you being the king of your life, turn from your sin, and not only turn in repentance, but then saving faith, committing what you know of yourself, To what you know of the Lord Jesus Christ. And trusting in what He did for you at Calvary. At that cross, God treated Jesus as if He had lived my life of sin. So that God could treat me as if I had lived Jesus' life. That's what it means to be justified by faith. To trust in what Jesus did for you. He took my many sins on His account so that God could place His righteousness on my account. The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, not not of yourself. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible says you must be willing to turn from your way to let go of whatever you are trusting on, relying on, or clinging to and by faith turning to the Lord Jesus and trusting in Him, relying on Him clinging to him, giving your life to him. And friend, if you'll do that, the Bible says he will save you today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved.
0: Check out our websites, biblequery.org. This site answers 7,700 Bible questions. Historycart.com. This site reveals early church history and doctrine, proving Roman Catholicism is not historically or doctrinally viable. Muslimhope.com. This site is a classic refutation of Islam, a counterfeit religion created by Muhammad. Free newsletters are also available. Hello, this is Larry Wessels with just a quick message to our viewers to check out our main YouTube channel, C Answers TV, which stands for Christian Answers Television, where we have all of our over 610 videos posted. By going there, you can see all of our videos organized by playlist, categorized by subjects. Once you scroll down past our Bible Prophecy Trailer at the top of the channel page, the playlist begin. You'll see our recent uploads playlist, followed by our most popular videos playlist, followed by our playlist on Jehovah's Witnesses, then Islam, the Muslim religion, then Roman Catholicism, Darwin's Metaphysical Evolution Religion, Seventh day Adventism, dealing with anti Trinitarians and Early Church history, our multiple playlists, which includes God hating atheists. Phony TV preachers and King James onlyists dealing with UFOs, ghosts, spiritual warfare. Our radio shows with national Christian authors and our music bids. The Black Muslims, Louis Farrakhan, and the Nation of Islam. Mormonism, Hell, Lake of Fire, Unpopular Bible Doctrines, Antichrist, Cults, New Age, and World Religions. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, Jonathan Edwards, and Spanish videos. End Times, Supernatural Prophecies, and Tough Bible Questions. And our playlist dealing with predestination, Arminianism, and Calvinism. Our YouTube channel is built to help people learn the Bible and defend their Christian faith against false prophets that come against it from every side. Jude verses 3 and 4. At the time of this recording, our channel has already been blessed with over 6 million viewings and over 10,000 subscribers.